It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It is the Greek for the Week podcast. We are so happy that you are tuned in, and we have a great show for you. We're going to be talking about the most important aspect of a believer's life, and that is prayer. You can't be a Christian without the power of prayer in your life. And if you think about it, the Christian life began with a prayer, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The whole Christian journey begins with prayer, and the Christian journey is sustained by the power of prayer. And so, you know something? If that is the case about prayer. We have to become good at it, and we have to become intentional about it, and there's a way to become good at prayer. Now, one of the most frustrating things that Christians experience is the inability to get answers to the prayer. Why can't I seem to get my prayers answered? And I make no bones about it. I've been there before, or I'm wondering, why can't I just seem to get answers to this prayer? But the Bible has an answer for that, and I'm going to share that with you right here in James chapter 5 and verse number 16, and this is a phenomenal scripture. It is so interesting what the Greek has to say. I mean, there are some scriptures where you translate and you say, yeah, the Greek says what the English says, about the same. But there are some scriptures where it's like a car that, it's a beautiful car, but it's dirty, you know, it kind of has some mud on it, but you take it and you run it through the car wash and it comes out, and then you put that wax on it, and it just really shines. That's what the Greek does in this verse right here, and I want to share it with you because it's really going to bring it out. This is what it says in English. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you might be healed. Here it is. This is the verse we're going to talk about. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now, I want you to remember that because the Greek says it a little bit differently. The Greek says, polu es hei deisius dikeu Energumene. Now, I know if you don't know Greek, you don't know what that means, but let's, let's focus on this for a second. Now, in English, it says the prayer of a righteous person has great power. So it begins here with the subject of the sentence, as most English sentences begin with, with a noun, and says the prayer, or decius. But here in Greek, it doesn't start with that. It actually begins with the adjective and the verb, and it says strong, or it says all, or great, power, all right? Great power, or this word here means to be, compli- uh, to be competent or to be able to accomplish. So it's saying all things are able to be accomplished, okay? A great power is available to the righteous person's prayer as it is working. And the reason why Polu Ishei is in the front is to emphasize the ability or the great things or the great power that is available to people that will pray the way that the Word of God says that we should pray. And so there is, so you read this and you say, wow, there's tremendous, there's tremendous power available to the person that prays the way that the Scripture is is saying to pray. You have tremendous power available to you in your prayers. You do. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. That's the way you would see it in the Greek is this focus on this, highlight this. The first thing I want you to know what God is telling us is that there's tremendous power that is there. Emphasize that mega power. And you know, I think as believers, we only tap into just a little bit of that power, just a, a fraction, just just a tad, just a small ounce of it. Can you imagine getting to heaven one day and seeing all that you could have had available to you through prayer, but you never tapped it because you didn't take 
and do what God's word said to do to pray correctly? Come on, you want to be someone that has the power when they pray. You want to be someone that when you pray, you're so effective that people look for you when they need someone to pray because there's, there's power available. Next thing we see here is deesis, dekeu, or the prayer of a righteous person. Then it says, as it is working. Now, here we see this statement, as it is working. And it, in, in, the, in the English, it's a little bit ambivalent to us. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of shady to us. But in the Greek, this is one, one word, energumene. Now, it's functioning here as a passive participle. Some Greek theologians will tell you it's a middle participle because there's some words we don't know if it's middle or passive. We have to just kind of take a guess at it. And it does make a difference because here as a passive participle, there is an implied doer of the action. Who is the one that is accomplishing the working? And based upon the context, what we're seeing here, the implied agent is divine or it's God. So God is the one that is causing the prayer to work. So the way you can literally translate it is if you take the, uh, the, 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 the passive participle, the agent, the doer of the action, is you could say the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is energized or worked by the Holy Spirit or by God or His Spirit that is working the prayer, which shows that this prayer is not able to get off the ground, but suddenly the Holy Spirit comes along, takes a hold of that prayer, and begins to charge it like a turbojet engine and gets the prayer off of the ground. Your prayer hasn't taken off yet because the Holy Spirit hasn't energized it, and it's one of two reasons. He's not interested in energizing it because it's your prayer and not His will for your life, or you just haven't waited long enough for Him to get a hold of that thing because your heart is still full of worry, and sometimes what He's waiting for is your heart to turn hold of the care so that he can get a hold of it and energize it. So you have to get to that place where you surrender the flesh. It's powerful. Now, I want to share this story with you about how God energizes our prayers. I was uh, in college, and a guest speaker had come to the university to preach, and he was talking about this very thing about prayer that's energized by the power of the Holy Spirit and about how we should wait in prayer. He, at the time, was not full-time in ministry. He was just starting to get his wings as a preacher, and he was in, working a secular job, and he was an electrician at a construction company that did demo, means they were tearing walls down so that they could rebuild walls. And he would work long days and come home at night. He'd eat dinner, he'd pray, and he'd go to bed. And one particular night before bed, he was praying, and his wife noticed that he was starting to fall asleep while he was praying, and his wife thought that he was saying some pretty random, you know, things, just kind of blabbering. And so she said, come on, honey, it's time to go to bed. So she laid him in bed. And he woke up the next morning very early before work, and his wife was getting up with him. And she was telling him about it. And he says, well, what was I praying? Because I remember last I was praying by the power of the Holy Spirit. So whenever I was praying, it was the Holy Spirit praying. His wife said, are you sure? He says, I know. What was I praying? And she said, well, you kept talking to the Lord about some wires that needed to be found. He said, Really? He said, yeah, you kept saying, Lord, help them find the wires. Help them find the wires. Help them. Help me help us find the wires. So he went into work that day, and he said to the foreman on the job in front of the rest of the work crew, did we find the wires? And everyone started to laugh, and they thought, here he is, this crazy Christian, thinking that he's praying about something that has nothing to do with anything. And everybody laughed, including the foreman, and they went to work the rest of the day, and everyone was making fun of him because they thought he was a crazy Christian. Halfway through the workday, the foreman called the work crew back together and said in front of everybody, I want to apologize to you for making fun of you and calling you a crazy Christian. He said, here's why. It just so happened that that building, there was a section of that building where they were getting ready to demo it, to blow it down, 
And before they did that, they didn't realize that there were some wires in that wall. And if they would have blown the wall down without realizing that the wires were in that wall, it would have caused the whole entire building to collapse on all of them and kill them. They could have all instantly died. But just in the nick of time, they found those wires and it saved their lives. And the reason is, is because that man was yielded to the Holy Spirit before he went to sleep. And even when his brain was getting tired, the Holy Ghost was still behind him, praying through him, giving him exactly what he was supposed to pray because prayer is not from us. It's from the well of the Holy Spirit. And when you come to realize that, there's a lot that can change in your life because it's not us. It's him that brings our prayers to pass. So today, if you're having difficulty getting your prayer off of the ground, spend some time and ask the Holy Spirit to help you and to energize you because the key to an effective prayer life is letting the Holy Spirit get that prayer off of the ground. And you can do it because you have the power of the Holy Spirit that's available to you. I know you say, well, I don't have time to do that. No, no, no. You don't have time not to pray. The more time you pray, the more time you'll actually save. So the way you do it, you know, I, I talk about prayer like this. Picture prayer like how you make pasta. You want to pour the pasta in, you have to first heat that water. And to heat the water, you have to give it time. When I put pasta in or on the oven, I heat that water. I usually go upstairs, I get changed, and I come back down. It's been five, ten minutes. That water is starting to heat up. It's starting to bubble over. When you pray and you give the Lord the opportunity and the time, you go before the Lord, you pray in the Holy Ghost, you pray in the Spirit, you worship the Lord, you give Him time, you give Him attention, and when you begin to do that, you'll sense that there's a bubbling over in your spirit, in your inner man down here. And as you sense that bubbling over, you'll start to see that your grip on the prayer begins to loosen and his grip begins to tighten. And as his grip begins to take hold of that prayer, it releases a confidence in your spirit that that prayer is going to be answered. And that's when faith comes out of your heart. That's when faith comes out of your soul and you say, yes, I don't know how God's going to do it, but God's going to do it. And you know something? Your prayer will turn in to joy because you know that God is getting ready to answer that prayer. He's getting ready to deliver you, and the praise that you have for him will be on your lips, and you lift your hands in praise, and you say, God, you're going to do it. I don't know how, but you're going to do it. That's praying by the power, the supernatural help of the Holy Spirit, and I want to encourage you to do it today. Don't pray in your own strength. Remember what God's Word says. It says the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is energized, as it is energized, not by you, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for listening today and listening to the Greek for the Week podcast. If you enjoy it, why don't you share it with a friend? Give it a five-star review on iTunes. Listen, there's a book coming, 9919, Letters from Jesus, Studies from the Seven Churches of Revelation. It's coming your way. I want you to get a copy in September. We're going to go through it right here on the podcast. We're going to put some media out. We're going to study the seven churches of Revelation together from the Greek. And let me tell you something. It is fantastic. You're going to love it. And we'll see you next time on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.